listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. By the way, I am pretty impressed with how well you guys are holding it together. You're doing fantastic. What do you mean? I thought the strawberries would have hit by now. Why would the strawberries hit? Because they were dipped in an unbelievably potent drug. It's like ayahuasca, but Asian. Asian Waska. All right, welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 15, extra quarantined edition. I'm still not in quarantine. Y'all are. Uh, <laughs> sorry to this man. Um, but how's it going, guys? Uh, I mean, day, I don't know, what, eight? Like, what? 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 What even day is it? Uh, this is, well, shit. I've been in quarantine since... Last Thursday, so seven ten ish date? No, nine days. And Dallas just got put on lockdown. So Oh yeah, y'all are like big lockdown. Yeah, super lockdown now. So it's gonna be it's gonna get even crazier. Yeah, I'm on day six. Um Houston is still not on lockdown. I mean we're basically on lockdown, but you know, whatever. I'm adjusting, it's fine. I'm running now. So. Both of y'all did push-ups. I have went. I just didn't. I didn't do it. Oh, did I do my push-ups? I actually got tagged by our friend Matt, uh, friend of the pod, before I got tagged by you. So I did them for Matt, not for you. Oh, you got to do another ten for me. Oh, uh, do I? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see. I didn't get tagged in the original one. I got tagged on a subsequent one, I guess, for Matt's, and I just threw it back at you. Fine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like after working all this time and just everything, the last thing that I want to do is push-ups. Is push-ups. And it's funny because it's a guy I worked with who are actually, you know, I'm pretty good friends with, but he, he's a reporter too. He's just working from home. So he just did those out on his porch. And I'm just like, like really is what we're doing right now? I just want to know whose idea that was. Why? Why? Why do you hate us all? <laughs> what Where is happening? Where does any challenge come from? It's got to start somewhere. I'm going to make a joke and y'all just got to stay with it. All right? All right. I feel like it's right. going to be like an MLS bucket challenge. or No, don't. I mean, we're all just trying not to gain a COVID-19 LBs. That's fair. Uh, I'm actually surprised uh, like losing uh, weight. <laughs> this one was bad. That one was bad. I'm this is a serious right disease. Now. Yeah. I'm not. All I'm, like, all I'm thriving on right now is protein shakes and coffee. Jeez, you must be shitting up a storm. Yeah, I'm down under it's not 200 for the first time it's in a while. A good look. <laughs> wow. Congratulations, man. Way to go, dude. You're also, you've Thank also you. been just ingesting content. Dude, I have watched so much fucking television and movies so far. I watched Tiger King. I watched Spectacular Now, finally. I watched uh, Set It Up. I've watched everything on Netflix. Little fires everywhere. Just every single piece of content. We're going to have... that's left is Midsommar. Get on that. It's on Amazon. Oh, God. Uh, 
Once we hit a thousand he, all time downloads, cave. I'll do it. Are you, you promise oh. a thousand all time downloads? You'll do it. A thousand all time downloads. We're at like five hundred even... right now. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so like two more years, you'll be able to watch Midsummer. Two more years, <laughs> I will watch Midsummer. You know, we, we got to continue doing this podcast, and it's tough because there, look, there is a, such a huge back catalog of content that we could keep reviewing. We did want to try to do this to review newer movies because we all, like you, love new movies, love new content. We're hogs. We just need that new content, but uh, need the new slot. But my whole thing is that there are, like I was going to say, there are so many movies that we just, that go underappreciated. So that's why we can continue to do this podcast regardless on if we're in self-quarantine or not. So I don't know. What do y'all think about kind of not being able to review new content? I'm actually, I mean, I'm really sad. Like I was thinking about it today. I miss going to theaters. Like It's an experience for me. Like I, I enjoy that like two, three hours that you get to spend in a theater and just watching a movie. Um, so I miss that. But also I, I, I love this just because there's so many good movies out there that either I haven't watched in years or I haven't watched at all. So it's nice to just consume that content and talk about it. Yeah, same for me. I have like at least 30 movies and TV shows in my Netflix list and, you know, also a Hulu list and a Disney list at this point. So it's like I just have time to sit down and watch it all. Like I can just go through whatever I've been putting off for years at this point. So Yeah, like the Spectacular Now came out when we were in high school, man. Yeah, I uh, honestly did not know what that was until you mentioned it on a previous pod a couple episodes ago, I think. Or nope, that was on the Twilight episode, actually. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, just if you want to see how teenagers talk, watch Book Smart and The Spectacular Now is what I said. Not Twilight, which we learned is uh, garbage. (laughs) But but, uh, and we surprisingly did not get roasted by Twilight fans yet, which I guess we're like, we're like Teflon. Nothing sticks so far. We had roasted Taylor Swift. We've gone after Twilight. Like, I don't know. What's the next fandom that we got to take down that'll maybe get us some uh, more hate? <laughs> some tr- Anger traction. Hate. Yeah. The Wonder Woman stands kind of came for me a little bit when I dissed Wonder Woman <laughs> as a tangent. Well, you did tweet that out. You also you also almost went on your childish Gambino rant again today. I, Jamie I was real close. I was real, real close, but I avoided it because, oh boy, people were bad. But, speaking of new content, you, you listened to his new album. How is it? What? You cut out. Oh, you uh, speaking of new content, you listen to Childish Gambino's new album. Like, how is it? It's pretty fire. Not gonna lie. Um, most of the tracks don't have actual titles; they're just like time stamps, which is weird. Uh, and the album title is just the date that it re- released, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, I listened to it twice today uh, while I was doing my run. I yeah, fire. Thank you to our overlords for giving us new content in these trying times. Um, 
but not new content came out a year ago book smart we're doing a one take down of one of dex's faves uh i mean i know jake you love it too i love it too i'm not as high as it as high on it as y'all are uh but it's incredible still book smart y'all ready to get into it let's go let's all right it. this is why that's why you listen to the podcast anyway book smart came out in 2019 actually almost a year ago may of 2019 which is actually nuts uh has a 7.2 imdb score um that would be a user score on the eve of their high school graduation two academic superstars and best friends realized they should have worked less and played more determined not to fall short of their peers the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night it was directed uh which is kind of the plot to a lot of <laughs> a lot of teen movies, but uh, this one kind of stands apart. It's directed by Olivia Wilde in her directorial debut. It is written by a host of people, four people actually: Emily Halpern, Sarah Haskins, Susanna Fogel, and Katie Silberman. Written by all of them, uh, it stars Caitlin Deaver. As Amy, Benny Feldstein, Beanie Feldstein as Molly. Um, Jason Sudeikis makes an appearance in this. Uh, a bunch of other characters, including uh, Skylar Gizondo, maybe the most recognizable one, and Billy Lord as well as Gigi. Um, and we'll talk about the host of... <laughs> of characters that are in this too. But first, real quick, what do we think about Booksmart? Give it your letter grade as usual. Dex, this is your film, your choice. So we'll start with you. It's an A+. It's probably already in my top five favorite movies. I have watched it at least seven times. I watched it again today. I watched it earlier this week. Saw it twice in theaters. I have it on DVD. Watched it when it was on HBO. Watched it when they moved it to Hulu. Like, I love this fucking movie. Uh, a plus. It's perfect start to finish. Like, just all of it's so fucking good. Uh, I don't. We'll get into more detail later, but it's just so fucking good, man. Jake? Um, I, I agree with Dex. Like, it is. It's an A plus film for me. Um, I watched it for the second time ever today. It does not, in my head, hold up as well as it did the first time through, and that might just be because I knew what all the plot lines were, because a lot of this film hinges on, like, surprise elements and awkward moments and things, and when you know it's coming, it's, I guess, less on edge, um, but it's still great. Like, Beanie Feldstein, fantastic. Caitlin, Denver, Dever, Deaver, fantastic. Like, all the performances are amazing. Even, the, like, the brief appearance of Lisa Kudrow in Will Forte amazing fantastic um, fantastic it's it is a great film all around it's a great hangout film it's a great you know we have one night to rule high school film and everything it's awesome so did you give it a grade oh uh a plus yeah a plus all right uh i'll just start i'll probably give it like an a upon rewatch i think the first time that i watched it i was like a plus this movie's one of the funniest movies i've watched in a long time it's definitely one of the best comedies i think i've seen in like the past four or five years i would put it up there with like uh what we do in the shadows maybe in the past like decade is one of the better comedies that has come out because 
like it or not, most of the comedy that we consume right now is in long form on television, like HBO and things like that. That is where most of the good comedy is. And there just hasn't been a lot of good comedies come to the big screen. And I, and rightfully so, because apparently they don't make money. Uh, as I should have said, should have said earlier, this, uh, was a $6 million budget. So not a lot. Um, and it all went to the yacht scene, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it, but it only made $24 million. And I, and granted, this is like a hard R. So like, I don't know, uh, say there's a, there could be a, a litany of reasons why this didn't make its money back, but there's something about to it that executives have figured out that, that rated R comedies just are, don't make the money that they used to for some reason, unless it's like Deadpool. I don't know if you want to consider Deadpool a comedy, but um, yeah, like you were saying, Jake, I, I pretty much agree with everything that you said. I was like, the beats are once you know they're coming and that's for any comedy, I guess, but once you know they're coming, so it just loses its bite just a little bit, but the performances are great. Amy, uh, the, Deaver, who plays Amy, is fantastic. Benny Feldstein is fantastic in one of her first roles. And all the, it can't be said enough about all the bit characters, all the tertiary and secondary characters. Every one of their lines hit. That's what makes a good, like a good comedy into a great comedy for me, is when all of the other characters around you are funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I would give it like an, I would give it like an A. I think. Uh, we can talk about sort of the films that it follows if you want to, uh, uh, or we'll save that towards the end. Yay, nay. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. You didn't want to. I mean, like, you didn't want to make the the super bad comparison, and it's an easy comparison to make. It follows it's a super easy comparison. It, it like it follows two social outcasts who aren't necessarily, uh, you know, who aren't necessarily nerds. They aren't necessarily jocks. I mean, these guys are nerds, though. Like, they focus all on school and yada, yada, yada. Um, But, you know, I don't know. But it's just, and they have to go on this one wild night adventure. Granted, you don't have a McLovin in this film, really. I guess that's maybe Jared. But, like... uh, it's. Sort of like an amalgamation between Jared and Gigi. It's that character that like constantly shows up and is doing something that technically they they shouldn't or is somehow deemed impossible, but somehow is still killing it. But yeah, yeah. You have the throwing up on the final the finally got to hook up scene. Yeah, yeah. Finally got to you got the that you have that joke and there's a bunch of things that separate this from super bad, including like the drug elements and like the weird like dancing numbers and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And the writing is sharp and everything, but that sharp as attack sort of almost feels improvised feel is very borrowed from a lot of what Apatow does or did in his early films. And that's not to take away that it isn't good. I love it. I love that brand of comedy where it's just, it feels conversational and real, but it is very borrowed. And a lot of things are from those early Apatow movies. I will say I have not seen super bad. So oops. what really? 
Yeah, I don't know. This never happened. I guess you got to consume that content as well. Yeah, probably. Is that on Netflix or something? It's, it, it pops up in that. Yeah, it was one of the first like rated R films I saw. Came out, like legally saw, or legally. It's not really illegal to see below 18 or whatever. But I'm going to go know. tell. <laughs> Do it. No, I mean, uh, I just, it, it's it's tough for comedies now because it's like you had this boom in the early 2000s and sort of like the late aughts to, let's just say the, the 2000s. That was a dumb thing to say. You had this boom in like the 2000s with the Seth Rogen, you know, comedies and they made a ton of money and they were like in the zeitgeist and every joke was everything you just bounced off your friends was always, at least my friends was always just these jokes from these films. No one had a sense of humor. You just had Seth Rogen's sense of humor. And, (laughs) and so it's easy to like find similarities in that. Now, is it unfair for this movie? I think so though. Yeah. I'll say Booksmart is more, it feels more authentic. I feel that it's a good word. Super, super bad is, I mean, steals from like a lot of its predecessors, like um, Animal House comes to mind, um, The Burbs, anything Tom Hanks did in like the late 80s, early 90s. Like, um, whereas this one, it, it feels very much like a lot of this has happened like there's a there's almost every element of this movie that you can take away that you'll be like i've experienced that or i've felt that or i've i've been in that position or i've you know whatever this has happened to me whereas like super bad it, it kind of borders on a little of the unrealistic and it plays more for just like the hard-hitting um like heavy laughs the uh, blindsides you with like some of its darker or dirtier humor whereas like this one feels it feels natural like this really feels like if somebody sat you down and was like let me tell you about the wildest night in high school you're like all this happened this feels like a really real thing that happened yeah except for Gigi Gigi's just too amazing to be real yeah that's true I will say something that gets overused a lot when you talk about films that Sometimes it just works. This film had heart. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Had a lot of heart. So we'll start our one take down, and of course we'll divulge and probably just not continue to do it later on. Uh, But what did we think about, um, I guess since she got the most play off this movie, and she probably is going to end up being the most popular one from this film, Beanie Feldstein's performance. What did we think about uh, her performance? Overrated, underrated, properly rated? Cool. I'm going to go with properly rated. I think she she's great in it. Um, you know, she plays the character really well and you can find what you want to find in her. Um, I think she's one of those characters where you can kind of just like project your own feelings onto her. Because like you can watch the movie and be like, oh, she's a great friend. And she, you know, is like just super loving and caring. And she like wants to push Amy to be better and blah 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 or you can watch it and be like "Uh, she kind of sucks and I think that's a testament of a well-played character and that you can see what you want to see in them and it's not just them being one way the whole time because there's a lot of points where it's like well damn Molly you're kind of a shitty person (laughs) but also you know uh, 
there's times where you're like, oh, that's sweet. She cares about her friend, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with properly rated. She got a lot of buzz off it, and I think it was all well-deserved. Uh, got a great career in front of her. Nominated for the only sort of award to come out of this, she was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. Earned it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go underrated. Only, only because this film generated buzz a little bit later in the game. Um, and I'll I'll say that I was I I fell victim to that. Like I did not know about this film when it came to theaters. I remember my wife telling me we should go see it. We ended up not seeing it in theaters. I didn't know a thing about it, and we kind of just rented it on a whim. Um, and it blew me away. Like I think. Beanie brings like a lot of range and emotion to this film because this is a character that could easily be played very static and very one way just being you know I was the valedictorian I'm the smartest girl everybody's below me and she starts out that way but the way she kind of morphs and changes as the night goes through and the more hectic and chaotic like she begins to show a lot of different range and emotions and really plays off of them and one her comedic timing is fantastic like i truly honestly believe her and caitlin deaver were best friends and that this was just something that like happened to them um but also she begins to drop the act of like i'm the smartest person i'm above you as time goes on which is something that a lot of films kind of forget about and kind of just let that character be that character and not morph and change uh and she does it really well really beautifully really organically like she kills it every time I wrote that down to uh, that a lot of the, I mean, this is just their vehicle, but the, this this movie hinges on their performances and the fact that they did feel like best friends, like they've known each other forever, really mm-hmm. goes a long way in this movie. It's incredible how like well they get along on screen. It's actually, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, one thing that you mentioned is that character development in this film, sec- second to none as far sure. as the, for the two main characters and even so some for like even like the tertiary characters like jared and stuff like that like they have like moments but the uh thing that and this might gonna try to be my last comparison to super bad the thing that you see in super bad in that movie and stuff like that is they're kind of the same people at the end of the night they just kind of have it out you know what i mean mm-hmm. they just have this moment where it's just like well I'm scared. No, I'm scared. Well, F you, well, F you too. You know, and it's just sort of like, I'm scared of leaving. I'm scared of leaving too. And, but they're still the same assholes at the end of the, at the end of the night. These, these two girls felt like completely different people towards sort of like, yeah, they truly developed, especially, you know, as they get into the party and all this stuff and all this, they've taken all these drugs and all this stuff happens. (laughs) Um, I, I think her performance is properly rated. I don't know how it's going to grow on me as time goes on. I think she has so many good lines in this, and she's so confident. She's confident in everything that she does. Mm-hmm. And it, like, and she'll and she'll just be like, "Quick question, quick cue." That was that was cracking me up every time she would ask that, or just like anytime she would just yell at somebody. It was it was just incredible. She seemed so annoyed by everyone at the beginning of the movie. It was great, um, 
But yeah, I just properly rate it. Probably, yeah. I we'll see how it grows on me over time. You know, if I continue to watch this movie, you know, later on, which I'm sure soon I will. It's on Hulu, by the way. We didn't mention that. So, or maybe Dex did, but it's it, if you want to watch it, it's on Hulu. Uh, so, to go to our best friend, and I'll start the most underrated person in this movie. Caitlin Deaver is Amy. So underrated. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all you got? No, no she's, uh, I think she, you know, we were saying Benny Feldstein shows a lot of range in this and she becomes sort of the next person. They, it's like they put, like, Caitlin Deaver through hell emotionally, especially towards the end of this movie where they're just like, all right, be the sidekick almost the entire movie. And then it's just like, have the most emotional moments of this film pretty much yeah definitely and so they ask her to do that and then like and she nails it really and so i don't think when you remember when you walk away from this film you remember how like like molly yelling at people and everything else and getting hit in the face with a condom uh, full of water and everything like that and just the moment that they had at the beginning of the film in the bathroom where the, the, you know they're all going to this different schools and so on and so forth but what I remember and I didn't even get to this part and rewatch but I this stuck in me from the first time I watched it is just the emotional roller coaster that she goes through uh, at the at the party yeah man that uh, that pool scene was incredible like Mm-hmm. She didn't have a whole lot to do. Like she just swimming through the pool, kind of looking around. But you know, the kind of the end of that scene, that being the climax of the movie, she fucking crushed it. I mean, do you, Dex? I, f- I feel like you kind of feel the same way. But like, are you're just gonna call her properly rated? I'm gonna call her underrated because yeah, she she carries the back half of this film, and I think we don't really like people who talk about this movie and I'm one of those people who talk about this movie all the fucking time. Uh, we don't really talk about how Kaylin Deaver carries the back half of this film. Like everything that happens happens to her pretty much. And you know, she takes you through every emotion. She's got the scene doing karaoke where it's like this euphoric, like high. And then she's got the pool scene where she's like crushed and you know, her entire like, dream of romance or whatever just like crumbled in her face um and then she's got the sex scene obviously which is hilarious and perfectly played by her um she gets arrested she finds herself she speaks up for herself and then you know she goes to graduation and is saved and it's just she does all of that extremely well and she has just so much to do that it's like you're batting a thousand and you have an incredibly high ops like just amazing just underrated, just Barry Bonds in here. Not underrated, but just like. <laughs> yeah, just carrying the whole team, just breaking all the records, just the best. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with that she's underrated. I'm going to agree with Dex that she, she really does secretly carry this film. Um, Molly's storyline is, is pretty straightforward. Like, it, there's nothing really much to it other than, like, I mean, she's playing the stereotype of the character that, like, is the smartest, is going to an Ivy League school, is, like, career trajectory is to be a Supreme Court judge. Like, we're told that within, like, the first 
I think like 15 minutes and her story just kind of big picture remains pretty static there other than you know she finally wants to let loose and let go um Caitlin's story is much more subtle like we're kind of presented to as like it's a love story like she recently came out and she's ready to date and she thinks she's found somebody and so we go on that emotional roller coaster with her and like really hoping that she finds love and then when ryan betrays her by making out with nick like you you feel that when molly like falls in love with nick at the party it's less you're less attached to that like it feels kind of out of left field it kind of feels like something that they just tacked onto the film whereas um amy being attracted to ryan like you've known that the whole movie and you really hope it works out and then when it doesn't you're like well shit this is this is heartbreaking this is terrible i have been that girl in the pool feeling betrayed um but then yeah for the climax your heart (laughs) do you want you want the list or you just want the one Um, (laughs) i'm just kidding i married my high school sweetheart hey um hey um but yeah, like she has uh, this whole emotional journey that that's so extremely relatable that her storyline is much more easier to attach to and it's much more subtle. And so she really does carry a lot of this film. I, I wonder if, if Olivia Wilde did that. I mean, it's probably written in the script, but I wonder if they did that more on purpose. Like first half of this film, we're going to follow one of the one half of this duo, second half of this film. We're going to follow the second half of this duo and it's going to meet at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I haven't ever really seen that done like that. So that was interesting with her. Okay. So there are so many tertiary and secondary bit players in this, uh, in this movie that it's tough to overrate, underrate all of them. So Dex had a really good idea. Uh, Dex and Jake had a really good idea of drafting, these uh these players we're gonna do our top three but we're gonna do in a snake draft and dex what was the order again so it'll be jake me and then you great great all right (laughs) hey you get the you get the one-two punch though you get the corner yeah i guess so so with the first pick in the first round of the book smart player draft who are we going with uh i'm going I'm going with my Christian McCaffrey of this film. I'm going Skylar Gazondo, Gazondo, Jared. He's oh. a perfect character. He's a great character in this film. Um, I I don't remember if it was Dex or if it was you that texted us as we were watching this, saying that like he is the best character in this film. He kind of secretly yeah. is. Like I mean, we start out with him being the sort of like douchey guy, but it's like a slight twist on the trope where like he's actually relatable and funny. Um, and he carries that energy through the film. Like, even when he has this heartfelt moment with Molly, like, you're like, I'm cheering for you, dude. I really hope you get it. Um, all the way through the graduation speech. Like, he kills it throughout this film. Even though it's, like, a small enough part and he shows up sparsely, every time he shows up, he's chewing the scenery. He's funny. He's relatable. He's killing it. The most earnest delivery of all of his lines of anyone in this film. Just like, just every time he leaves the room, what's up, Molly? He's like, I don't, we're <laughs> just like, uh, nobody wants to wear a, nobody wants to wear a shirt with your face on it, Jared. Not yet. <laughs> Not even ironically. Not even, I would 100% wear that shirt. Oh my God. He's like, you guys, 
You guys like miso soup or dumplings? They're not good right now. <laughs> but I can bring them to you. It's cool. His whole DJ set is hilarious. <laughs> he puts on the helmet. Take the helmet off. I just, the iPad. <laughs> the iPad with all the high school memories. <laughs> like, no, people like you, bro. <laughs> what memories? <laughs> He's so earnest in everything that he does. And it's, it's just so... Plus... Yeah, go ahead. That Pontiac Firebird is fire. Like, <laughs> it is the douchiest paint scheme, that blue, red, yellow. But, man, high school me would have driven the hell out of that car. It is so cool. What did he say? He's like, I like to listen to powerful women speak so I know how to respect you guys at the end of the night. We <laughs> <laughs> got in the car and it's an audible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just everything is everything about that character is like you knew that guy. That was just so like not self-aware, but had the, the there's a weird line between not being self-aware and having confidence that when those mesh just creates someone special. And that was Jared. And all of his outfits are just like the worst designer brands just shoved together. It's, it's layers. He's wearing like eight different layers in each scene. Dex, I think Dex, I think we know who you're going with with your second pick. Oh, yeah. I'm honestly so happy that he took Jared with the first pick because that leaves me the queen, Billy Lord, as Gigi for my second pick. <laughs> she <laughs> dominated this film. Every time she popped up at a party she wasn't supposed to be at or whatever, just hilarious. <laughs> she had a jump scare in there. She was doing everything. She drugged them. She jumped off the yacht just everything everything she did just worked and it was so perfect from the moment she showed up on screen like beethoven at the graduation <laughs> yeah this it borders on yeah it borders on going way and it is over the top but it just for some reason the way that she delivers it works i don't know what it is it was my fifth school don't judge me it's harvard <laughs> <laughs> Asian Waska. Every time she like, (laughs) every time she she just pops up like from under the counter, and they're just like, no. (laughs) Yeah, they show up to Nick's party, and she's like, "Yep, I'm here. Here I am. Yep." (laughs) How did you get here so fast? (laughs) She's basically drowning in the pool. Oh my gosh. Does that belly flop beautifully. Also, underrated note about her. You said this was Carrie Fisher's daughter. This is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, I didn't know that until my second time watching the movie. I had no clue. Which uh, you should know that because I or I should have known that because she's in some of the newer Star Wars films. Star Wars, yeah. She's basically like uh Leia's right hand. Yeah. So I I don't know why I'd never put two and two together with that because I saw her in Star Wars. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Uh. <laughs> All right, good pick. That is a that is a solid pick. I think with my uh, Michael Jordan pick, uh, number <laughs> three, I got to go Jason Sudeikis as Principal Brown. It's a great Everything pick. that he says in this movie is funny. Everything that he says in this movie is funny. He's like, 
when he pushes him out of the office, he's like, can we just not do one time? Can we just not have, it's the end of school. And he shows up as a Lyft driver. He has an earring. The, is Man, that that... Cardi B line is the best line in the movie. <laughs> Cardi B? Kill um, me. Dude, if that was my Lyft, though, in real life, if a Lyft or an Uber showed up and it's a minivan and it's just strewn chili pepper lights, I would get out. I'm going to get killed in that. It's so funny. That a he's terrifying wearing, man. He's wearing a flat cap and has an earring. <laughs> it's like, where... Where y'all want to? Oh shit! Yeah, it that Uber is, or Lyft is just way too try hard. Like I, I appreciate the phone chargers, but like we gotta leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? We don't need the lights. We don't need you know the discussion. We can just drive the car, man. Like, give me a plug to charge my phone and drive the car. Thank you. An underrated part of that film, or of that scene when he's in the lift, is he's like. <laughs> he, uh, she goes principal brown he's like principal brown's my father you can call me dan or, or whatever his name was you call me dan she goes no he goes okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like uh you want a charger i got 13 of them <laughs> i don't know it's just so stupid but I, I i love everything that he does in this movie he's in it for like two seconds and also shout out to him for marrying olivia wilde good for him yeah, good for you, dude. Uh, Incredible pickup. Okay, so with my second pick, hmm, on the turnaround, I got to go Theo with our Eduardo Franco as Theo. Oh, that was my second. That's a good pick. Yeah, he just a twenty-year-old, <laughs> just a twenty-year-old in high school. He didn't. He <laughs> didn't even go to college. He's like, but I got to go code code for Google. It's like mid six figures, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> He's the most successful out of all of them. Like yeah. the rest of them are about to take on Ivy Lee dead, and he's gonna walk away. Wait, didn't he with fall like seventh grade twice? He was like, <laughs> "What did he say?" He said, uh, "I can't even remember." He's like, "Oh yeah, rule of threes." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just laughed so hard watching this, though, when he, he's about to try and go. He sees uh, Miss Fine walk into the great name, walk into the uh, party, and he takes out his braids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, up in the bar just mixing, like, a pro. Yeah. Hello, Miss Fine. Have you ever been with a Mexican before? <laughs> I don't know. Just stuff like that. It's yeah, so that's a great... Oh God! Yeah, Theo as my second pick. What a turn! Can we can we pause just for a that storyline is a bit concerning, even I though wanted, he is twenty. Yeah, can we <laughs> talk about that? Is that problematic? Extremely, it's, it's yeah. Really, it's extremely problematic. Like he's still technically a student for you know whatever x amount of hours, um, till graduation. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also, also concerning that she just shows up at the party. Yeah, just walks in. Like, we're made to believe all of a sudden she has a crazy end to this movie because uh, we're made <laughs> to believe all of a sudden that she's like had a had a past, like a past. Yeah. I'm banned from every Jamba Juice. It's a national Not chain. <laughs> straight from corporate. <laughs> that was straight from corporate. Um, so Miss Fine has a crazy end to this movie, but 
also another thing about that there's no i've never seen a high school or like in, not even in my high school where it's like graduation's never the next day after class ends yeah no yeah it's like a week later yeah that is it's a very that was problematic storyline that in there was so much alcohol at that party and all of those kids there are just chirping and happy like I guess I knew where my metabolism was at 18, but none of them are hungover. Yeah, none of them were like stumbling around, like throwing up, <laughs> hugging the toilet. <laughs> They're all just good, eating ghost peppers and shit. They're all fine. God, what a you're 20, right? Problematic. We don't. <laughs> we don't. If you have to ask, the answer is no. Yeah, <laughs> get out of there. All right, so it goes back to Jake. Nah, it's me. No, Dex. Oh, Dex, yeah, sorry. So, for my second pick, I'm going to go with Sleeper, Late Riser, Molly Gordon is Triple A. Ah, good pick. That's a great pick. She, you know, she starts out as kind of like the villain, but disappears through the middle of the movie and then has her moment in the sun to redeem herself and be, you know, thought of as a human being and not just, you know, somebody who had sex once. Um, and she killed it. And she's going to Yale. Shout out to AAA. <laughs> that bathroom scene, like, I, we, I wish I could draft that because that's a really great scene. Just usually it's like, oh, I'm going to Yale and all you stoners didn't pay attention to school. You're going to community college or something. And mm-hmm. for her to go from surprise that Molly listened to them insulting to turn around and be like, Oh, yeah, I'm also going to Yale. Sorry. Like, oh, it's a great line. It's a great, like, twist on a trope. I love... I'm going to act like I don't know you. I'm going to act like I don't know you. I love the joke where when I go Northeast next year, just say Yale. Everyone knows you're going to Yale. (laughs) Love that. Um, And I've noticed that that's, like, a real thing. People who go to schools like that always say the city. They don't say the school, like... Even people who went to like fucking Vanderbilt say I went to school in Nashville. It's like no bitch, you went to Vanderbilt. We get it. Like, <laughs> went to school in Boston. No, went to Harvard. Just say I it. I went to school in Waco, so yeah. you know the <laughs> one. Nobody has ever done that once. I went to Waco. Yeah. What do you mean? Our city still, our city still has a, a weird stigma to it. We don't, we don't like to talk about that. Yeah, not like Baylor has a better stigma now, but you know. Um, <laughs> moving on we don't have to shat on our alma mater um, let's see so, Jake you're uh, up Jake, do you gotta... oh man um... okay sorry pause I, I, wrote, I finally found the note um, this was the most modern high school ever but it was also super California you talked about that ba- bathroom scene yeah that... like this wasn't I... the high school in Livingston Texas no, this was – I don't know – I don't remember my last day of high school, but I for sure do not remember trashing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, stealing a, a fire extinguisher to go down the hallway and throwing all of our papers and then a water balloon fight. Like, no, no, no. We're all being kicked out. We've been waiting for graduation if we did half of that. But also, let's talk about the fact that – Everyone uses the same bathroom. At this yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was mentioning. Is like, that's so progressive, bro. Like, I've never. 
Like that, yeah, that's not like I'm saying that's not happening in Livingston, Texas. You would have so many PTA moms mad. That never even brought up. <laughs> no, I will bring this character up by name in case one of y'all want to draft her. But there's one character with visible tattoos. As a tattooed person myself, I can tell you, at 18, that wasn't going to happen. Nor was my high school going to be like, yeah, no, that's fine. Let it go. That's cool. Well, I couldn't even have facial hair. Yeah, no, we couldn't either. Yeah, we couldn't either when I was in school, but I mean, they can now. Weird. Maybe it's a Texas thing and our heavily conservative state versus California. But Yeah, man. maybe we're just too narrow-minded. We don't get it. Also, they're fencing in that school during the lunch break. There's just random fencing outside. I don't know. I wrote that down. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so well, I, I interrupted your pick. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out there. Um, I'm going kind of a sleeper pick. I could probably take them. Well, I'm, I'm back to back, so I can take them whenever. Uh, but for my second round, I'm going Mikey O'Brien, the pizza delivery guy. Ah, that's a great pick. Yeah, he's on screen for one minute, but that whole carjacking scene and then him insulting how they're doing it, that's a really good scene. What is the most awkward moment of this movie? Is it him saying, like, I could kill you and, like, take you under the underpass (laughs) and stuff like that? Or is it the porn on the speakers in the lift? Oh, the the porn on the speakers in the lift for sure. Yeah, it was the porn for me, but yeah, him being like, I could lock you in a cage and like leave a milk saucer in there and like all the other <laughs> shit. I was like, yo, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> the freeway is right there. In 45 minutes, I'm across state line, take you to a cabin. Like, oh. <laughs> and then Film the, the whole thing. The end to be like, <laughs> the twist of the end to be like, we can get you out of jail because we do have information on this guy. <laughs> oh my God. What a twist. When she sees that, when she sees that wanted sign, like, oh, so good, and the fact that he's also concerned about like passcode protection and things like that on phone. <laughs> Don't show it to me. Don't show it to me. Uh, this entire podcast is just us quoting those lines. Um, it's such a quotable movie. It is. So, is it my pick? No. No, Jake, back to back. God. Have you oh, ever yeah, seen traffic before? No. <laughs> I got. Lost Are you a sports the, reporter by chance? I got lost in the snake. Sorry, <laughs> snake trapped me. Um, I feel I feel bad about this just because we just talked about it. But my last pick, I'm I'm taking Jessica Williams as Miss Fine. Uh, her storyline is hella problematic, but you always need that character in these movies the cool teacher um because i don't think anybody has ever gone through a high school with like a cool teacher that would actually like pick you up if you needed to so it's always nice to have that trope and she kills it like her whole scene in the car where she says i've been kicked out of jama juices are banned it's hilarious yeah also yeah it's a very problematic at the end but she feels like a 20 something year old teacher Oh, for sure. Like, she definitely... She teaches theater, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, no, she very much has the vibe of, like, I just graduated last year, and now I'm teaching theater. Very much so. She does the crossword in record time. (laughs) 7.20! (laughs) Oh, man. All right. 
Go ahead. All right. Take it. My last, my last pick. <sighs> this is kind of tough. We got a lot of good names on the board. This is a deep, deep cast. Um, so but I'm going to go with what I'm thinking about. I, oof, okay. I'm going to take Noah Galvin as George. <laughs> His murder Damn mystery it, party. Squad going, you took it. Oh. His murder mystery party was hilarious. His karaoke scene was hilarious. <laughs> Just where he finishes it with Alan. <laughs> yeah. His little like <laughs> love affair with Alan, him talking shit about Amy while she's doing hers, like a little pitchy. She doesn't have the stamina. <laughs> Just every moment that he's on screen is hilarious. Like his little sister flipping him off. Him hissing at her. <laughs> just Have the house until 11. <laughs> Stop talking his to the characters. This whole thing in the beginning where he's Barcelona. Barcelona. Like we all know that douchebag <laughs> that only pronounces Barcelona that way. Absolutely. Oh, so oh, good. Man. Shakespeare in the park. King Lot. <laughs> he goes up to her. This is my favorite line. He goes up to her. You're a Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> incredible oh my god that's it barcelona oh my god <laughs> damn it i can't believe you took that i had an all-time squad going um all that's right hmm. this is this is tough because i don't i gotta go with will forte it's a Doug. good sleeper good one yeah i gotta go with the i gotta go with the snl guys because Anything that Will Forte's in is hilarious. I don't like. I just his face or something. I don't know what it is. Just the way he delivers life. He's also like so sort of the same thing with uh, that you get with Jared is everything. He's like he's so earnest in everything mm-hmm. that he says, and he's just like, we made like all this food, and you're gonna <laughs> like he seemed truly disappointed. <laughs> The best thing in my life was raising you as a daughter. <laughs> I don't know. And he doesn't. And the fact that him and Lisa Kudrow don't know that they aren't together. Yeah. But they just, they're trying their best to be good parents, but they don't understand the dynamic. So it's just like, it. Ah, oh, it's just, it's incredible comedy, but it, just the way that he, does he at the very end, does he like hug the bear too? Yeah, you know, he was about to hug Ling Ling, and then Molly slaps it out of his hand, and there's just an awkward moment where they all stare at each other. Yeah. <laughs> can I pick Lisa Kudrow and him as a pair, or do I just have to pick? You can. I mean, it's the last pick. You can take them both. That's fine. All right, I got a squad. <laughs> I got a squad. Lisa Kudrow uh, dropped one of the best lines in the movie. I don't need to know all the words. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to do Korean face mask. I don't need to know the terms. <laughs> Flawless victory. Incredible. Um, yeah, I wrote down that her and Will Forte are a believable couple. Like, I absolutely believe those people are married. For sure. 100%. Did, um, did we have any problems with, like, not problems, but do you are you okay with the way that this movie ended? As far as, like, the gradu- them driving into graduation, albeit... Most of this movie is believable outside of the drug sequence. 
but like mm -hmm. most of this movie is believable but then it just ends with them driving in and that's a little unbelievable it's funny but then like she doesn't immediately go to africa or whatever like are we okay with she could be the last on the plane yeah it's fine like the ending's fine right yeah yeah i'm i did think about that that like i mean she has to go through tsa and like it's an international flight a lot of things you have to cover through it's not where are you gonna get pancakes is there like an ihop right there i don't know i don't know lax's layout so maybe yeah in the graduation yeah, no, scene it's like it's unbelievable but it's like eh, i mean fuck it whatever like you know my only problem was i am so fucking tired of the song nobody speaks by run the jewels being in every movie every movie every tv show every commercial it's like dude pick another fucking song any other song that's fair i like it um, the only thing that's unbelievable about this film she's going to jail for minor in possession they're gonna like lock her up and everything in california yeah unless they found like all the drug paraphernalia and just pinned it on her. But they're just like, in fact, they can't really even do that because all she did was just run through the house. But so they're going to just peg her for a house party. She's going to go to jail for that. She spent a nightmare, excessive. man. <laughs> it just seems excessive. Yeah. She's the only kid that they arrest too. The rest couldn't be found or they all bolted that second. What she was did as much time in this movie as Johnny Cash did and walked the line. <laughs> <laughs> throwback for way less yeah what was that she was saying when they put her in in the in the cop car oh that there's more jails than colleges and something something else. like i mean she's they well, she said probably like something, just her. kidding not really i don't know what it... she says shotgun uh, and then she said just kidding i don't have one. Oh yeah <laughs> Oh my god, um, that was funny. I think a very awkward sex scene before that, which I think goes into her character development as well. So that was interesting. Um, Pausing on I the didn't sex scene, real quick. Was happen. Go ahead. I didn't think that that was going to happen. I didn't think that they were. I thought it was just going to end fine. Like I didn't think that they would put it in the throwing up thing like it seemed like overkill after what they just put her through in the pool yeah you know what i mean so i didn't think it would end with her throwing up on her but um, i don't know I'll actually yeah no, i agree i'll give credit to that scene actually uh because i mean before that we have the awkward having to watch porn in the cab because Kaylin doesn't know anything. Like she knows some things, but she doesn't know anything. Obviously, because she's never been with anybody, so it would have been weird had that scene ended up perfectly uh, for them to have hooked up and it have been fine. Um, so for it to have been that like it doesn't work out and she messes up, like I think that's I think it adds a little bit more authenticity to the film than had it just been like congratulations you you got laid in high school. But also like. I don't know. I'm not going to your house the next day if you throw up on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I ain't get that part. Like, when she shows back yeah. up, like, see you in Africa. That was great. <laughs> yeah, everything, go back. everything, 
everything about what happened last night totally made me want to see you again. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it was how badass she showed up in that car. I mean, Could fair. I yeah, know, I would... uh, that, what is that girl's name? Hope. Hope? Her name was Hope. Um, she's wearing a French jacket, so obviously it's not making the best choices in the world. I was about to say, she was my least favorite of the bit players. Like, she's not a bad character, but compared to everybody else, eh. Hope definitely has, like, smoked weed a few times and been like, you just need to open your third eye, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> she heard smoking alone in the bathroom. I was like, oh, okay, so you're the one player that's true to their own trope. All right, that's cool. It's just everybody is like, fun. All right, why? <laughs> a lot of fun, Hope. Um the also can ahead. we widely speculate do you think hope and caitlin ever hook back up i don't think they ever meet again nope <laughs> no yeah I probably think, not <laughs> i think caitlin like is first stop in amsterdam on her backpacking tour and just stays there for the rest of her life like doesn't bother backpacking anymore what does hope do at Caitlin's the end of the movie if she goes backpacking to amsterdam she goes she's she doesn't give a specific spot, which kind of annoyed me. She's just like, I'm going to take a year off and just go backpacking and see some stuff before I go to school. Which I'm like, where are you going to go backpacking? Obviously, Europe's the easiest answer, but I don't know. You could backpack through Oregon. Yeah, most people reserve that for college when you're older, a little bit wiser. Like, if I went to Amsterdam at 17, 18 years old, yeah, that's not find a- my body in one of those canals. Like, that's... Like, <laughs> but and be like locked up abroad or something they'd like just be like no i just wouldn't know what to do you know what i mean also i, I feel like as a woman just backpacking through europe at 18 sounds like a terrible idea yeah big yikes yeah, alone <laughs> that's <laughs> literally the plot of taken <laughs> that is. um also how would she find her way to botswana like I, that's not on a backpacking list i'll find my way over there <laughs> Yeah, just a hop, skip, and a jump. I mean, this takes place in Glendale, so this assumes that everybody is doing quite well for themselves. So I guess maybe her parents are going to pay for it all. But still, how are you getting to Botswana? That's that's going to be a move. Okay, first you want the one flight there every two months. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to do that. The um, I where was I going to? Oh. The what do we feel about the drug scene? Because it's funny, but also it's so unbelievable that they would do that much ayahuasca, 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 and then be fine in like thirty minutes. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how. Asian Waska works, so uh, I assume, you know. I assume it lasts like eight hours. Yeah, I assume you'd be pretty fucked up for a while. Um, But yeah, it was funny. Uh, It did make me wonder, like, okay, what does that actually look like, these people tripping out? Like, if you're just watching it. Uh, You know, because I see that part of it when they're in the bedroom. Agreed. I wish. Like somebody went upstairs to check on them, and you just saw them like 
barbying around. I think that would have been hilarious. But to leave it as just this sort of like animated scene, it felt it was hilarious, but it felt weirdly out of place. It felt like a filler in a weird way. Yeah, it's a good point. It, I don't know. Dex, do you have anything more about that? It went on for a little too long, I'd say. Like, uh, not so much to like drag down the rest of the movie. Obviously, I think it's a perfect film that got an A plus. But like, you know, they could have cut that like thirty seconds, forty five seconds off of that and made it feel better. All of these coming of age movies always need a drug scene, so that was one of the more creative ones. That I, if you're gonna have one, like, why not? It's gonna be stupid anyway. So. It's funny that they did it that way. Um, couple other scenes I want to get you guys yeah, to go stop for it. I got a couple of notes. So, the big one that I think caused a lot of debate when the movie first came out about whether like this scene was good or not, the fight scene, when it cuts the audio and just goes to the music. What did y'all think? I actually really like that. I mean, there's, there's nowhere for that fight to go that we as the audience haven't been like I every high school film features that fight. So I know everything that's going to be said, like, you know, I'm scared to leave this place and we're not going to be best friends and whatever. I think cutting the audio was actually a good, a good call because then it, it stops becoming about the fight and it's more about like the emotions and like, it's a lot of Beanie is like, it's a lot in her eyes and like the moment where she mouths, fuck you. Like, it's a really good scene in, in that regard because then it's more about the acting rather than the fight. At least to me it is anyway. It's a very good point. I didn't get back to that scene um, on rewatch because life. And uh, so I wasn't <laughs> able to get back to it. But I remember when I watched it for the first time, I was really like engrossed by it. Uh, Caitlin and I were watching it. We were just kind of like when she does drop the drop, drop the hard F on her head. I'm just sitting there going like, damn, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt yeah. me. You know what I mean? Because like you said before, you do feel like they're really good friends. So if imagine if you told your friend that. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever said that to one of my best friends. You know what I mean? Or like meant it. Yeah, definitely so, not know. that aggressively. Like, no. that was some serious shit. Uh, my favorite part about that scene is how you can notice in the background all the other kids kind of stop and like, oh, shit. Jesus. Keeping it. Uh, not editing that out. Bless uh, you. <laughs> but uh, all, the, all the other kids kind of stop and like pull out their phones and start recording and like are just engrossed in this fight, just kind of instigating, like waiting for more shit to happen. And that just uh-huh. adds, kind of adds to the authenticity of it, you know, like. I don't know. Like you'd I see this on Snapchat and be like, "Oh, yeah!" Like you'd be in high school and like see these two girls that everybody knows are best friends like fighting on Snapchat and just be like, "Holy shit!" You know? Um, yeah. And yeah, I like the lack of audio. Uh, Olivia Wilde kind of explained it. She was like, uh, "You know, we've all been in that kind of fight, and it's like, you know, you don't really. It doesn't really matter what's being said. It's just kind of like the emotion behind it. You can see all that in their acting, and it works. And I agree with her. I think it works." It's an interesting yeah. choice. I, one one thing you mentioned about all the cell phones being taken out that I didn't get to in, uh, earlier. It, this feels this feels like a 2019 film. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't sure. feel dated or anything. Like I'm sure if you go back and you watch a little bit of Superbad or anything, like or what name another film, you'd be like, yeah, this feels dated. This definitely feels like of its time, and it may feel dated later, but it definitely is like definitely is like, yeah, these are probably like I, my my sister's like 17, so it's just like this is yeah, this is accurate. Well, this I mean, is you have a movie senior like- brother, right? What? Dick? I said you had like a 15-year-old brother. Like this feels about what it's like. Yeah, my brother is 15 and this definitely seems like a day at his high school. Like, Except aside from like the water balloon stuff, it, yeah, it feels the same. Um, yeah, I was going to say like this, this movie doesn't use a lot of technology. Like I think kind of the only technology that we have is molly's phone um but otherwise else there's really nothing there to date it we aren't giving a time or really a place or anything we're not heavily reliant on anything that dates it so it the only thing that like that would date it or you know um make it old is the terminology which i don't think really anything is said that's um specifically right now or super I don't know what I'm trying to say, but no, like, like, there's nothing that like they avoided doing like the floss dance or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like they avoided doing Fortnite dances and shit like that would have completely you. You've seen that some of these movies do that and you're definitely going to be like, yeah, this is old. By the time <laughs> yeah. we go back and rewatch this, um, Dex, you had some more scenes that you wanted to talk about? Uh. Just the one, the the pool scene, uh, yep. when, uh, what is it, Amy discovers that Ryan is not gay and is with Nick. Um, Shocking. Cl- climax of the movie, yeah, plot twist. I was fucking shook the first time that I saw that movie. And I think they used a perfect song for that scene. We've been talking about how the soundtrack is really good. I think they used a perfect song for that scene. Um by Perfume Genius through called uh, Slip Away. Uh, the music kicks in like at the perfect time with everything that's happening in the scene and just adds to it. Like there's this chaotic energy to the song that like matches uh, the energy of the scene and it's just flawlessly done. One of my favorite scenes of 2019 for sure. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think the cinematography alone of that scene is fantastic. And we're coming off of uh, the scene right before it where they're singing Lance Morissette's You Ought to Know. And it's like this very big high and euphoric moment and everybody's cheering uh, for Amy. Like she feels popular and is finally like getting everything that she's kind of secretly wanted. And then you enter this pool scene where you're only underwater and you're just seeing legs and bodies and it's very chaotic. Like we lost Ryan. And then we end up in the scene watching the betrayal that Ryan wasn't gay, that Ryan wasn't into Amy. And it's such a beautiful scene that is really well tucked in. And then of course we back it up with the fight. So like that, I don't know, it's probably like a 10 minute sequence. It's fantastic. It's probably my favorite sequence in the whole film. A good, how am I going to say this? A good soundtrack really heightens it. Like a bad soundtrack isn't going to, kill a film but a good or great soundtrack can really make a 
make a film better. I feel like that's worth saying. And this is one of them wrong with like, like Twilight was a little bit better because the soundtrack was good. Like this is the same way. Yeah. But for a good sure. film, it makes it even better. 100%. I should mention the the critics love this movie. We didn't mention that at first with the synopsis. It has 84% <clears throat> or 84 out of 100 Metascore, which is incredible, and a 97% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. A 77% user score, which is kind of low, but a 97% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, I think they agree. The folks agree. Mm-hmm. Jake, do you have any notes? Um, hold on, I'm fixing one thing. Um, I did write some stuff down, but I think we've talked about most all of it. Uh, I wrote that it was weird that Amy and Nick are playing beer pong while sitting down. I've never seen that. That was crazy. Yeah, that the was table was really short. <laughs> like <laughs> like um, on the ground and like low link, like short lengthwise. Yeah, they're just sitting and whatever. Um, I also thought their romance felt very shoehorned in. Like, I I don't think Molly having anything for Nick was really needed in this movie. Uh, it, it was a nice texture to add on, but I don't think it really added to the final outcome of the film. Like, I didn't feel betrayed when Brian was making out with him at the pool. I was like, oh, okay. I guess it had to add on to the fight at the very end a little bit, but he almost didn't need it. They could have fought without that anyway. Could have been like, she could have seen it and been like, I didn't want to come to this party anyway. It didn't have anything to do with Nick. It's the thing that got Amy to that party, though, because Amy was ready to go home. So, you know, without that, I don't think she goes to that party. Um, The only other thing is, uh, I texted this to you guys. There's a random topless girl in the pool. (laughs) For one brief second. I didn't even notice. It's it's for like two scenes, and I felt like a dirty perv because I like I it's um, right after we see Ryan making out with Nick, like this girl just swims by and blocks it for a second. It's topless, and it's it's a weird scene that I rewound and watched again. I was like, nope, for sure, not wearing a top. Um, it's just weird because nobody else in the pool is like making out or not wearing clothes. Just this one girl, so. I don't know what happened in the filming of that scene where it was like Olivia Wilde or like one of the assistant directors be like, we need just some brief nudity. So you, ma'am, you will be shirtless. Just that one chick at a party that everybody knows is like, we're all getting naked. No, we're not. What? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Um, chili pepper minivan was here. Yeah. Uh, the chili with pepper minivan was weird, but I talked about that. Uh, Weird that Ryan has tattoos. And no chin. Oh! It's weird that they that their move was to try to rob Mikey Day for the address. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to rob uh, him with no weapon or no, like, real plan. Just, we're going to get in the like, car and hope for the best. Well, because it's weird, because before forward that i mean granted a lot happened but like when they found the drug Gigi's drugs in um jared's car like they're freaking out about like how illegal this is and then for them to escalate it to we're gonna get in the backseat of this car and pretend to hold this guy hostage for information 
it's a weird escalation that feels out of the norm. True. Yeah. Then he pulls out an actual gun. <laughs> I carry this for protection. From bad people. <laughs> um, that's all I got. All right, here, here are my notes. Um, Maya Rudolph is the voice in the very beginning of the, uh, like the book on tape. Fuck them. It, Fuck them yeah. in their stupid faces. Yeah, that was hell of a start right out of the gate. Um, great start. This, all of these people are going to good high school. Where is that ever? No one did that in my high school. I don't think even one person got into an Ivy League school ever. Yeah, our um, my graduating is a thousand people. I think my graduating class was over three hundred. So yeah, my graduating yeah, class I was, was like closer to seven hundred. So we definitely had some Ivy Leaguers in there. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Mine was like five hundred ish, and I remember our our valedictorian went to Brown, and like that was a huge thing because we're like, oh, she's going to Brown, that's an Ivy League school. Ooh. But I don't like a lot of people went to like Texas or A and M, and like a handful of Baylor. Like for them, for more than like two people to go to an Ivy League school felt like a huge deal to me. Yeah, it's like Georgetown, Georgetown, <laughs> I, I, Stanford. I do agree. Like that, that is a bit of a. I mean, it's a nice, like, twist on the trope where it's, like, only the smart girl goes and everybody else is a stoner loser, but no, they're all going. But it did feel a bit ridiculous that, like, two people are going to Yale, one person's going to Harvard, one's going to Georgetown, one is getting, I mean, a high-end deal with Google. Like, I feel like this is a very accomplished high school. Yeah, that, yeah. there would be news stories over, did you know that all of these <laughs> all of these kids are Ivy Leaguers? It's incredible. Like Jason Sudeikis should be living large to be the principal of a school. <laughs> you would get, you would start to go be like the dean of a college. Yeah, with that that success rate, he's doing well for himself. Um, let's see here. I said uh, those janitors have to be so pissed. Oh, that's gonna be the word. They'd be like, "No, come back here, clean this up." Like, you, like no one gets to graduate. That was always what they threatened us with: is that nobody gets to walk. If we uh, yeah. pull, pull any like last minute pranks, yeah, any senior prank was that person didn't get to walk. Although uh, you always hear the joke about um, letting two like pigs go and numbering them like one and three. One and three, yep. There was a guy that let like multiple roosters go in our high school. What? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> yeah. He got uh, he got suspended for a few days. That's a very uh, Livingston, Texas story, by the oh, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was on a I was on a trip and they were like, Did you did you hear about this? And I was like, the one time that <laughs> anything happens at this place, I'm not here. They're like, Yeah, they let roosters go in the hallways. Um Yeah, some kids my senior year, we had like a tiny courtyard that was probably like I don't know, 50 feet by 50 feet that tried to fill it with balloons and they got caught with the ladder like outside the school at like midnight and they got threatened to not walk. And that was that was the big thing. Like you if you mess our, our school, you don't get to walk. 
the one Delta girls were tame, man. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're not all Katie Texas. The one <laughs> the one prank that I prank quote unquote that I pulled, we were moving to a new high school. Like they built a new high school the year before. So uh on the night the last night of the school, just me and another buddy just went and plastered for sale signs all across the old high school. <laughs> nice. So that's that's the one prank that I that I did. Yeah, yeah, we had like you were tame. Like what? What badass stuff were y'all doing at your high school? I will say I wasn't doing any of it. I was a fucking square in high school. Uh, but uh, we did have a guy that senior year he put out rats in the school. So there were like four what? or five, four or five rats running around the high school. Uh, you know, we had one year we had teacher layoffs at our school, and so everybody took it as like we're going to call it a protest and just like fuck up our school real quick. So we had kids from like the junior high and the elementary school walk over to our school and like people were like just throwing papers like everywhere, like just tearing shit up all over the place. And then it was like a giant walkout of the school. Oh like we got it. We're on the news every year, like for some bullshit. We had teachers, fucking students, obviously. I mean, every place has that pretty much. You got a lot of misfines. <laughs> we had, Bottom is fine. Mr. Fine. <laughs> pretty much oh, every yes. time. Yeah, pretty much every time. It was dudes. Uh, our entire football coaching staff got fired the year before I got there because they were paying players to come to our school. Oh, good instead God. Of, instead of going to Katy High School, they were like, nope, you're going to come play for us. We had our best season ever. And then everybody was like, mm, someday right. And they were right. Something was definitely not right. We were cheating. So... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what high school? Which one was this? Morton Ranch and Katie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, as soon as they, those players started going back to Katie High School, they were winning state championships. Exactly. We started out like 5-0, and oh, and everybody was like, mm, uh, something's going on, and they were absolutely right. God, man, paying high school players. Can you imagine wanting to win that much? Dude, we Friday Night Lights, baby. My senior year of high school, so I'm sure we probably wanted to pay somebody. Yeah. That's, dude. That's that's funny. Anything else? Any other wild? I, I'm I'm genuinely curious about this. Wild uh, high school stories well, or movie? Just I want to know what other badass stuff happened to. Just terrible things happened to uh, his high school. We had a cheerleader hazing scandal, so apparently, oh my God. apparently, like whenever they got new cheerleaders, they took them to somebody's house, and this girl had a pool, I guess. So they tied the new cheerleaders to chairs and pushed them into the pool, which, yeah, <laughs> sounds like attempted murder and not hazing, but... Uh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we were wild at Horton Ranch High School. Go Mavericks! <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Not a, like a go Mavericks thing. That's like a go to jail. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what actually happened to them. I know they all got kicked off the cheerleading team. Obviously, I don't remember if there was jail time or not. But way different from the pool scene in this so. movie. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. 
All right. We don't have to. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to know what else happened at your high school anymore. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to like Google Morton Ranch High School just to see what news stories come up from like KPRC. I'm telling you, we were on the news for some bullshit literally every year that I was in high school and most of the years before. I think they've calmed down now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we were. Need to make a. They need to make a movie about y'all's high school. <laughs> Lean on me too. <laughs> uh, Mally wants me to tell you guys about one of our science teachers. Oh no! It was a kid teacher. He punched a kid straight in the face because he showed up to a football game drunk. Oh god, <laughs> that's amazing! <laughs> Just decked him. Yeah, and did he get suspended or anything? Yeah, he came back. <laughs> They're like, you're justified. We get it. <laughs> we get it. Oh, uh, my that's God. All. We that's had all a, I remember. We had a kid my freshman year. We're going to have to cut out half of this stuff. We had a kid my freshman year. There was like a day. Or no, it was when I was in eighth grade. For some reason, there was like the day before Halloween. There was like a day that it was like fight night. It was like it would have been on World Star. It was like. There was 13 fights in one day or something like that. Like the day before they got out of Halloween uh, or whatever, the weekend before Halloween. And there were just people just kept getting in fights. It was so bad. We heard it at the junior high. Like that's how bad it was. And apparently some guy went to go try to break up a, um, went to go try to break up a fight. And a dude just like, just like suplexed him into the into a table like it was like wwe <laughs> and he like he like like hurt himself pretty bad but he just i get a teacher just got like um just like got stone cold stunnered out of like nowhere like in, in onto a table in the middle of this fight and it was so bad that everybody kept hearing i think people tried to keep getting in fights because there was like a weird rule that if you had so many fights in a day they just call in the police and there's just no more school holy shit it's like they call in like the swat team and they're just like everybody goes home shut it down everybody <laughs> think about what uh, you did yeah exactly they had a few times like that one time. I remember one time there was like a food fight one time and a guy just kind of joking around was on the baseball team in which it's now it's not a joke. We're everybody's throwing food and yada, 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 just barely. And the dude takes out like a Coke can and throws it and nails a guy running across, takes him off his feet. Just Holy like, shit. That was like that was like Hollywood style. Yeah, exactly. It was like once upon a time in Hollywood, just nailed this guy in the temple with a coke can, and it's just just one of those things where the guy's like, "Oh, I hope nobody saw that." CTE. Also had you know a couple gun threats and stuff, but that's not in a really a joking matter. It was a joking matter how the school handled it. Yeah, but. They put everybody in an assembly hall, and they're like, one of you has threatened the school. Like, what? <laughs> we're like, we're, we're all in here. Together, you admit it. And it was like, everyone's in here. What if he, what if he did, like, this is easy practice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was so this stupid. Is. Like, so many, so many parents pulled their kids out of school behind that. Like, just like, 
not having my kid go to school and check in when you know there's a gun threat. My parents were like, go to school. <laughs> what? <laughs> if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, I mean, no joking matter, but it didn't. It, it ended up being nothing. But the, just the way that the school handled it was like, uh, are we serious? <laughs> anyway, that's how little people thought about that. Um, God, we got off on a tangent. That was <laughs> that was funny. Um, I feel like okay. Uh, just to wrap up our discussion on books, part I feel like uh, they just turned the camera on and said, Gigi, go do your thing. Yeah, she... Incredible the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put them talking about the mas- about masturbating is hilarious for the first time. Oh, quick, the whole Lily the Bear thing? Yeah, quick question, quick cue. <laughs> Down and then a flip. <laughs> Down and then a flip. Also, put what time did they initially leave for this party? Because they get there with plenty of time left. Uh, there's a time marker that happens. I for, I think when they get to the yacht, it's like ten o'clock. Jeez, long enough to do drugs and everything else, and they still get there on time. Oh, it's because um, is the yacht the first place they go to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they get a text or something, and it's like ten forty five. Man, time does not pass fast at all in this movie because they're out for a long time. The um, I put the colors in this movie are actually really great. Just the way that she mm-hmm. uses some of like the neon lights and things like that. Uh, the interpretive dance scene was fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. <laughs> out of nowhere, but not like in an upsetting way. It's <laughs> just bam here. Yeah, and just like, here you go. And they just, they owned it, too. It probably was hilarious to film, but it was just funny. Just out of nowhere, they put that in there. Um, said Miss Fine is problematic. Hello. Um, oh, and my final thing, You Ought to Know is a great karaoke song. It is. Um, I wrote down that he starts out that and he, he actually sounds really bad when he sings. And so I wrote down, I was like, man, the theater kid can't sing, but somehow he turns it around. True. One thing that I, uh, wanted to talk about was how they like nailed the exposition in this movie. Like it never feels like you're being like taught about the characters, but you immediately know everything you need to know about them soon as they pop mm-hmm. up on screen like the moment that uh george shows up you're like okay he's a theater kid he's a fucking weirdo um you know Gigi pops up she's a fucking weirdo jared he's rich he has no friends nobody likes him but he's like earnest and wants to be liked uh you know just every single character as soon as they show up on the screen it's like okay i know what i need to know about them this is gonna be fun but it's never like Oh, uh, here we go. Exposition dump, backstory, blah blah blah. Like it's just all it's so quick and natural. Fantastic. Great casting for every single one of these roles. And a lot of these people, like this is their first feature like debut, and they all kill it. Like, um this is pretty much Beanie's first, like, real feature film. She's done like a lot of TV. 
Yeah, she went to prestigious acting school in L.A. <laughs> as well, too, with, uh, like, Ben, what's-his-face, is her best friend that did Platt. Dear Evan. Yeah, Ben Platt is her best friend who did Dear Evan Hansen. So she's also, it can't go without no, uh, mentioning, this is Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, like, those comparisons are super easy from super bad. But, like, you know, so she's well, she's definitely well-connected. So she's going to end up having a big career, I feel like. Hopefully, she's great. But she'll, being as well-connected as she is doesn't hurt. No. But she kills it. Um, yeah, everybody, for being such a stacked film, at least in, like, the SNL characters and, like, Lisa Kudrow and whatnot like all the teens also we talked about another twilight thing but like good for this movie for actually bringing on teens or people relatively close to that age so it feels more authentic except for Gigi, who's like 26 <laughs> yeah but her character is so outlandish and so crazy that it doesn't matter like there's a possibility Gigi doesn't exist <laughs> but she's just a that would be hilarious um how do we feel finally for me, I guess I keep saying finally, but how do we feel about Jared and Molly getting, I, it wasn't, it, it could almost feel like it was forced, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was, I thought it was cute. Yeah. I liked it. I feel like it's what Jared deserved. Yeah. It felt natural. I mean, granted, this is only a snapshot in the day of the live. So we don't really know like Jared and, Molly's interaction, so maybe they were semi friends or somehow talked, or maybe Jared was like on the student council or something. But yeah, it it didn't it didn't catch me off guard. It, it didn't feel wrong. Well, we're led to believe that he like loves this girl. Like, Gigi? yeah, no, no, he loves he really Molly. likes Molly. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, Dex, real quick, tell us about. Uh, that would be book smart again. It's on Hulu. Um, I know we weren't going to do what we're streaming or anything. We didn't plan on it, but Dex, please tell us about the tiger King or whatever it is. The most insane docu-series I have ever seen in my entire life. Every single moment you're like, all of these people are ridiculous and insane. It cannot possibly be real. Like, as soon as you think you have a handle on, you know, who's a good person at this? Who's a bad person? Who am I rooting for? Who am I rooting against? It's like something completely flips it on its head. And it's just like fucking batshit insane. It, the entire time. There, you quick, never have a moment. Um, basically, like uh, the exotic big cat trade in America, I guess. But mostly it's centered on a man named Joe Exotic who lives in Oklahoma and is uh, Made a called the Tiger King. In 2016. Yeah, he, uh, he ran for president, ran for governor. He is insane. Um, but basically everybody who runs big cat zoos like that is a cult leader. So you get to look at kind of the people that he works with. You look at, you know, other big cat people and their cults. You look at murder plots and things like that that are going on there's all kinds of shit that happens there's polygamy there's you know all 
anything you can think of, it's in this documentary, and it will blow your mind. Just watch it, all of it. Seven episodes on Netflix. Go do it. Shout out to the overlords for the new content. <laughs> the powers that be. Jake, are you streaming anything recently? Uh, no. Um, I'm watching Westworld, which... Uh, new season came out last week, so today marks episode two of the new season. Um, but no, we're gonna watch that tiger documentary this week. We were gonna watch it today, but then we got hella into Animal Crossing, so that <laughs> ate a lot of the day. That's what you're uh, streaming is Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, we're streaming Animal Crossing, uh, and we're watching we're rewatching New Girl like as space filler right now. So Incredible. We haven't really anything new but we're gonna watch the uh tiger docuseries here in a little bit uh my quick while we stream and i still guys i promise it's coming the you season two and uh what do you love is blind reviews are eventually coming this may just be a bit that we end up doing but (laughs) (laughs) promise that this i promise that those reviews are coming wink nod um i started i started uh legion on Hulu. Oh yeah. And it is about as confusing as Westworld. It is bananas. Um so yeah, it was an FX show. There's only there's three seasons of it from Noah Hawley who did uh uh Fargo, which is also a really good show. But um yeah, so it's bananas. It's one of the most crazy it's the craziest show I think I've ever watched. Uh I got one more. And, and uh, yeah, I also bought Warzone and uh mlb the show 20 so that is what i'm streaming nice man uh, all my friends are playing warzone and i need to get in on that it's hard i tried it man i just can't do it i was like fuck this i'm going back to apex <laughs> can i handle i played it? with two people that have an xbox that know how to do it because you can cross platform but like they know how to actually play it and so we got within like the last 20 people but it's just like if you play it without people that you know, it's mm-hmm. impossible. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, my last uh, what I'm streaming, another Hulu show that just came out called Little Fires Everywhere, uh, starring Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington. Um, kind of hard to explain what it's about. Apparently, it's a very popular book that's really good. Um but yeah, they're like in suburban Ohio, I guess, and there's a lot of family drama and stuff. It's it's really good so far. Only the first three episodes are out, and I think they're going to put out one episode a week on Wednesdays from here on out, but so far, so good. Do you like that uh, Hulu and HBO, I mean, HBO has always done that. Do you think, like, do you like Hulu doing the, and I guess Disney Plus to an extent, doing the once a week? thing maybe this is a bigger discussion for later but like or do you like the binge because i i'm not gonna lie i enjoy the binge so i think you know when these oh god (laughs) good lord uh when the world is not ending and i don't have all the free time in the world i prefer a week to week um but you know now that i'm just at home all the time not working fuck it let me binge it (laughs) i got all the time let me do it sure um i'm on both sides of the fence 
uh, I love the binge. Like, I'm here for it. Um, and especially, like, Stranger Things. Like, Mallory and I nailed it in one night every time a new season comes out. So, like, we binge with the best of them. But I think secretly I prefer the week to week because um, I know myself and I know if I binge it, I'm just going to do it all in a night or a day. And then I'm just going to miss the show for a whole year. So at least week to week, like it, it paces me out. I can like savor and enjoy it just a little bit more. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, mean, I think it's easier to remember what's happening in the show if you watch it week to week instead of all at once. Which is surprising, right? Because you would think that you'd just be like, but it's just so much all at once that you're just like, oh, that was seven hours. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. I do appreciate the shows that will like drop the first, you know, two or three episodes and then go week to week. Yeah, I like that. Because like you, you get like the mini binge. You can like basically get all the, you know, characters and main plot arc going and then you can go week to week. I like be I like get me invested. You know, I guess that was the yeah. purpose of always like a pilot episode. But like, if you give me two or three, just give me a little, little nugget, just a, just a taste. <laughs> Daddy just yeah. needs a taste. <laughs> that's a, um, that's all I want. Handmaid's Tale did that, and like I remember going through those first three episodes and just being like it was the heaviest three episodes to binge at the time and i'm so glad that movie or that show went week to week afterwards well it's just interesting because disney plus started doing that with the mandalorian and everybody was like oh this is changing the game again <laughs> like you're just like hbo's like come on man <laughs> am i a joke to you <laughs> yeah. what do i look like i don't know I gotta, I gotta try to get back into HBO and Westworld and all that stuff. It was so confusing. Oh my god! All right, that's all I got. Y'all have anything more? Uh, I'm good. Take us home. I got it all. All right, I'll take us home as always. Follow us at One Take Pod, the number one Take Pod on Twitter. Follow. You can email the show at One Take Podcast Show at gmail.com. I know it's a long one, but it's One Take Podcast Show at gmail.com if you have any listener questions shout out to everett manser for leaving uh, a review on our last uh episode on itunes he left a really good five-star review you should follow that lead so now everett you ding 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 may get to choose our next one takedown you may have already actually requested us to do something so sorry if we have we we forgot but we'll get it to we'll tweet at you and if you get this far tweeted us so leave us a five-star review on apple itunes follow us on spotify you can listen on google podcast and you can follow us uh and you can find our website uh one take pod simplecast.simplecast.com one take podcast.simplecast.com you can also listen there as well uh we will come out with what i guess we're doing on thursday it is gonna have to be another uh unfortunately it's probably gonna have to be another throwback review a one takedown if you will mm-hmm. uh unless we want to pay twenty dollars for uh like the way back or onward or something like that nah all right um well, i mean we get we get onward next week whatever april 3rd falls oh yeah that's true we do get it on disney plus so we'll we'll do onward here soon been promising that for four weeks uh dex hit him with the <laughs> hashtag Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Follow her on Instagram for all the greatest quarantine content. You know, you know the drill. Also, guys, wash your hands and stay inside, damn it.
<laughs> Including you, Royden. I can't <laughs> work. I know. I'm washing my hands, though. We out. We out. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on me?